how's everybody doing? My name is Augie with VIP Playlist. I'm here with my adorable co-host. Hell yeah. Uh, Adam, <laughs> what's up, everybody? I was hey. going to say beautiful, but adorable. Adorable just kind of like slipped out there. So I like it. I went with it. But uh, we also have a special guest today. Uh, y'all want to introduce yourselves and your band and what y'all do? Yeah, sounds good. So my name is Saroosh. I play guitar in Granite Hands. Yeah, and I am Tyler. I'm the other guitar player of Granite Hands, and it's really cool to meet you guys online for the first time. Yeah, man. Yeah, online. Me, I feel like that happens a lot these days. <laughs> and with and no video, so it's all super anonymous. But yes. yeah. good vibes. Good vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how you got your wife, Augie. Yeah, it is. Yeah, man. Tender online. baby. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. a long time ago. That was like seven years ago. Oh. Yeah, me and Sarush are actually old friends like that. Me and him met online uh, like <laughs> back in like oh. 2008. Yeah, we met each other on uh, the Fall of Troy forum. And uh, we found out that I lived in Houston and he lived in San Antonio. So one time That's I was dope. up there on vacation and we just met up. But it was like really weird because we didn't yet know each other. But we had been talking online. You know how that goes. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah. Kind of weird, but like it it went well, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, that went full fucking <laughs> yeah. circle so, then, huh? Yeah. So it's wild. Uh, we misunderstood your question. So he's actually been in a relationship or married for what'd you say, Augie? Seven years? Yeah. No, yeah, I've been well, married for five. We've been five. together for seven. We met on uh, Tinder. I think they asked how long we were friends. We've been oh, how long? Like oh, my 20 bad. 20 years. Yeah, 20 yeah, years. Yeah, we've been friends years. 20 years, yeah. Oh, wow. Met in uh, high school. We went to high school together. Uh, well, we went to school together. Uh, Adam was a grade below me. And I've, I met him in like when we were in like, I think I was in the seventh grade. He was in the sixth. That's when we first met. But we didn't actually start hanging out until like the 10th grade. Yeah. So. Ah, I see. Yeah. yeah but y'all are, man. Y'all's relationship <laughs> kind of came full circle, meeting in the Fall of Troy fan yeah, group, dope. and then opening Way cooler for them. Than our story. Yeah, and then opening <laughs> up for them like, like last year, huh? Yeah, it was pretty wild. Um, you know, Tyler's band Sunrise. When, when I met them, uh, I think we were both probably around the seventh or eighth grade. I mean, I forget. Two thousand eight. No, nah, that must have been older. Probably freshman year of high school. And yeah, I mean, both of our bands at that time were like super influenced by the Fall of Troy. Yeah. I connected with Tyler because, uh, you know, he was like like-minded guitar player and I just wanted to kind of eventually jam with him and, you know, form a musical connection there. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And I know I read the bio on uh, Spotify for Granite Hands. Yeah. How, how long have y'all been a band, man? So this is actually pretty interesting. And, and Tyler, um, Tyler was around for it. Like, basically from the very beginning, I, I started writing music for Granite Hands probably in middle school. Damn. I just didn't really have uh, people to jam it with yeah, or like the know-how to kind of make an album or, you know, record all the music until I was about in college. Um, and I think Tyler remembers fondly our conversations, you know, around the time range of like 2008, 2009 of like me being really frustrated that I didn't have people to play with. Um, yeah. And Tyler was in, in his band called Sunrise and Ammunition. So I, I would say like the absolute origins probably started around 2008, 2007-ish. But then I didn't really record my first song until about 2011. Yeah. And then Granite Hands, as, it, as, as you know it now, didn't form really until 2015. Okay. So... 
like that's when we actually played our first show um and uh we got cesar our drummer on board so so yeah i would say like the songs kind of a lot of the songs started around 2007 2008 first show not until 2015 yeah yeah so we we only listened to what y'all had on Spotify. I noticed that y'all had a lot more on Bandcamp, but we listened to Don't Do It and the Void EP. And we also yeah. listened to, of course, your new song, uh, Decentralized Wasteland. But right. before we get into like all of that, let's go ahead and... Uh, Tyler, you got a name for y'all's playlist? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this might have already been used by Sarush, but I think it'll be fitting. Granite Jams. <laughs> nice i like that yeah it's kind of like uh yeah, animal dope. jam animal jam did like flammable grams <laughs> nice. nice it's also Man. our band camp url <laughs> nice. that's what it is that's what it is. yeah <laughs> it just it took me a second it's like... <laughs> that's awesome so one of the first like questions we like to ask we this is kind of like a time capsule i guess so take us back to like Maybe it was your parents or some friends or grandparents or whoever who like introduced you to a song that you just connected with and like listened to that. Like maybe one of your first song favorite songs. Yeah. I think for me, one of the most influential formative music moments was watching my older brother play Final Fantasy Seven on PlayStation One. Nice. And in nineteen ninety-eight, it must yes. have been when it first came out. And um, I was pretty young at the time, uh, but I was just watching him play as younger brothers typically do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just the soundtrack to that game just blew my mind. That's and, awesome. Uh, ultimately, I think that was probably my most formative music experience. For sure. I have the same thing, also... man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My older brother played like... that too, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like that game kind of had that impact on a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. For me, it was, I think a lot of us, you know, from our generation, we had this like subconscious imprint of all of these video game uh, soundtracks by all these like brilliant Japanese composers and yes, stuff. Yes. Even the 8-bit stuff, like the Pokemon and the Nintendo and all that. It's just like genius level. And um so there was definitely that going on. Uh, I grew up in a pretty musical home because my dad is a uh, singer. He does like country western stuff. So I actually didn't really connect with any music for a really long time when I was a kid. There's like songs that I liked that I wouldn't like openly admit to myself. <laughs> but for the most part, when like I remember getting in the car and like my friend's parents would be like, what radio station do you want, Tyler? Like, what what do you what kind of music do you like? And I would just be like, I don't listen to music. So it went from that <laughs> to like when I was in sixth grade, I had a friend who he was like learning how to play guitar, and he would bring it to school on like one of those free days, and uh, he showed me the song uh, "Thunderstruck" by ACDC and how you oh, can play nice. it. He, he showed me how you could play with one hand and that just like blew my mind so hard. <laughs> I was just like, you can play with one hand. Like, I just thought that was so cool. And he needed someone to join uh, his band and play bass called Made in China. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, he, he recruited me and then I just ended up doing guitar instead of bass. So nice. That's awesome, man. I know Adam has mentioned this a, a few times on the show is like, the video games we used to play, the I mean, the composers for those, they had to come up with something that people could listen to 
on repeat, literally just mm. over and over and not get tired of it. And I think they all nailed it. They succeeded. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, like yeah. I can yeah. like chime the either like Mario Brothers or like all the Street Fighters, like different stages. Like I just know the the Sonic. or whatever to them. Yeah, Sonic. Oh, yeah, and, Sonic's and, a huge. And it's never been annoying. Like yeah. I couldn't do that with anything today. So I don't know. It's just really genius. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I know you yeah. probably don't know any of the names for the Final Fantasy stuff, so <laughs> we'll, we'll skip that. <laughs> I actually do know a couple. Do you? We can see if they're on yeah. here, man. Yeah. Um, Oppressed People is a really uh, good one. We actually did a cover of that one. That'll bring um, up a lot of podcasts, I'm sure, when you search. Yeah. <laughs> Oppressed People is really good. Underneath the Rotting Pizza is a really good one. Huh. Uh, the Genova theme is really good. The world map theme is really good. The main theme is really good. I mean, I can just, I can list a lot. Uh, I know Square Enix has their own little thing. So let me go to that one. There it is. Some of those are on Spotify, right? Yeah. Um, I think the the Final Fantasy remake official soundtrack is on yes. Spotify. It is. Yeah. The, the two composers, I believe, are Nubo Uematsu and... Uh, I can't pronounce the other one. Masashi. Masashi. Yeah. Yeah. Just going off memory here. So we talked about sort of your intro uh, to music. Let's kind of get into what or who got in you into like more of the, um, you know, prog rock or even if it was punk or like just metal, you know, whatever it is that kind of started getting you in that uh, direction to what you do now. Yeah, Todd, you want to go first? Yeah, for sure. So we've already mentioned, you know, that we met on the Fall of Choice Forum, and I feel like there is no denying, like, how hugely influential that band was, and uh, and even in just the general sense of, uh, like, opening up to new kinds of music and you know, I was only classic rock, but I also listened to like some of the kind of emo and like pop punk stuff of the time. Um, but I was really unsatisfied with the guitar playing as a guitar player. So that's why I so like I felt gravitated towards, you know, like the 70s and 80s stuff, kind of like the Guitar Hero era. Um, and then, yeah, the Fall of Troy came around and that just kind of gave me something to like it just made me feel like that music had a future to it and then yeah. all of the bands that were associated with them and there was also a label called uh sergeant house they're they're still around but at that time they had a lot of like these other kind of proggy bands that we were into like terramelos and uh there's a band called like Hella. Awesome. yeah kind of like all the og uh like people in that genre and uh so yeah, I would probably boil it down to like Fall of Troy, Sergeant House, that that kind of stuff that was going around like around two thousand, late two thousands. Okay, um, what was your or what is your favorite like either song or album from Fall of Troy? Because I love them. Yeah, I mean it's so hard to say like because Manipulator was the intro for me, so it's got the highest nostalgia points. But I feel like track by track maybe doppelganger is like the ultimate masterpiece but right. then i also really love uh phantom on the resin like the ghost ship songs uh-huh so if i had to choose man 
probably a doppelganger. Okay. Yeah. So Roosh, what about you? Yeah. So I I started. It's actually funny how I started playing guitar. Um, I started playing guitar. Well, I got the idea that I wanted to play guitar. I think it was at the end of the fifth grade. Uh, when my elementary school had a talent show and I saw my friend's brother on stage with like a squire and he he was kind of playing and mm-hmm. I was like, I could do that. <laughs> so in sixth grade, I got a acoustic guitar and I started learning how to play it um, through uh, initially just, just like writing stuff out by ear and trying to sound out notes. And at the time, I remember there's this uh, website called E-Bombs World. I'm sure you guys remember this. But uh, E-Bombs World was like the first meme, gener- like meme, like, I-, I don't even know. It was like the first, it was kind of like Reddit almost. I-, I don't really know how to describe it. But a lot of the first early internet memes were on that website. And um, I think there was a game that I found on E-Bombs World called Punkomatic. Uh, where you, you can just generate punk riffs as a, as a, you know, like as a punk band. Yeah. And I, I started learning the riffs on Punkomatic, and then I got really into like punk music. Um, <laughs> nice. In sixth grade, and that was around the time I was skating a lot. Um, and I met some skater friends, and one of them tossed me his MP3 player uh, in the seventh grade, mm-hmm. and uh, that's when I heard. Like one of the first songs that played was, uh, I believe it was like a Ghost Ship song from the Fall of Troy. It yeah. probably was Ghost Ship Part Four, like on the Ghost Ship demos. And I was like, "What the hell is this? This is so cool!" <laughs> and then I just got obsessed with them. Um, and and yeah, I think I think that was like the first band that really got me into technical guitar playing. Yeah. Um, and then later on, joined the jazz band in middle school, and it kind of from there yeah blossomed that's crazy the ghost ship demos aren't on spotify which kind of sucks yeah <laughs> yeah because i've had a for sure i think y'all are like the second or third people to mention them and i can't do anything <laughs> i'm like ah oh, well yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah <clears throat> sorry it's on youtube yeah yeah look it up on youtube uh <laughs> normally the people's the fall of troy introduction is guitar hero uh with fc yeah. remix that's why we get a lot uh i mean it's that band has been crazy influential i mean as many bands as we have that mention them directly as an influence is insane dude yeah i i really do think they were um they were onto something with their sound they could see something at the time they could see kind of like a void to fill in the musical space that was kind of playing at the time and they tapped into something for sure that a lot of people really appreciated. And uh, yeah, yeah, I I definitely think they're legends. Absolutely, man. That's awesome. How was it opening for them, man? Honestly, it was, it was kind of mind blowing just putting myself back in, in, you know, 2006 and and my shoes then uh, being such a big fan of them and seeing them at every time, like basically every time they roll through San Antonio, I was at a show. And just kind of watching them play and thinking like, oh, it'd be so cool one day to do the same thing and maybe share the stage with them. And, you know, like almost 20 years later, seeing it happen uh, was kind of cool. It, it was kind of a mind fuck, to be honest. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was definitely a really cool experience. 
That's awesome, man. That's dope. Me and Sarush were like looking at each other like, oh my god, <laughs> dude, this is real. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> cool as shit, dude. That's that's really cool. Yeah. Y'all's music is fucking phenomenal, by the way, man. I absolutely love it. Like Thank you. Yeah. Um there was a like, there was a couple of bands though that Tyler, you mentioned it was Sergeant uh Sergeant House. Sergeant That's the, House. the label. And then the bands I mentioned were uh Terra Mellos and Hella. Okay. Let me get uh let me get one of their songs on here, man. Terra Mellos and I think we had Melody Four. I think uh I, I interviewed That's a good one. I interviewed Ben Rosette. And I think yeah. he, no, he didn't. He put a, a spoonful of slurry. My bad. That's also he may have put one. Melody Four on there as well. So <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. It's been a long time <laughs> since I talked. Yeah, those him. are both solid choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What song would you pick, Tyler? Probably one of the melodies. Yeah, I honestly would probably go with Melody Four. Which is that the one that goes bum 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 Is that the one? Do you know, Sruj? <laughs> Uh, Melody Four is the one that has the kind of tappy intro, I believe. Um, dun, 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 the one dun, dun, that dun, dun, dun. I don't remember. I don't. It's not clicking with me which one that one is. Oh, Forty Miles to the Hogshead. That's the one I would pick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Forty rods. Forty rods. Forty rods. Forty rods. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hella. Hella, I would pick a one eight hundred Ghost Dance. Did you want to throw a follow of Troy song, Sarush, That's on. Spotify <laughs> um, or a couple, yeah, a couple. Um, yeah, let's say, um, if I want to pull something off their off a doppelganger or they're self titled, I think I'd put on What Sound Does a Mastodon Make? Mm. That's a good one from their self titled, yeah. There was a point where I had two MP3s downloaded on my phone and I would just like fall asleep listening to them. And one of them was what sound as a Mastodon makes. So I'd be like falling asleep to that of all songs. <laughs> nice. That's yeah. awesome. How's everybody doing? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. You like that? There we do it. You like that? All right. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> Uh, so everybody always asks us, uh, where do we find these playlists that we make on this show? And we find them on, you can just follow us on Spotify at B-I-P-L-A-Y-L-I-S-T. And I'll also leave links on all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find all the playlists there as well. I have a link tree and that at is V-I-P-L-A-Y-L-I-S-T-P-O-D, all one word. And that's where you find these things at, so... Yep. So no more complaining. Yeah. And I told uh, you. you go don't find listen, them. Find you. Go, <laughs> go find them. Go listen to them. Give us feedback, please. Yeah. Uh, um, leave us a review. Uh, yeah. it, because we love you. And that would be the coolest thing ever. Um, subscribe, and subscribe and follow. I feel like that's a YouTube thing, but no, do it either anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can't find the button, I don't know. Uh, you're not trying hard enough. DM me. Yeah. Um, leave us a review. That'd be really cool. And then go follow us on our socials and on Spotify to keep up with the playlist. Thank you. So Don't Do It. I think that's the name of it, right? Don't Do It? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. On Don't Do It, we listen to that one. And then I think y'all don't start using the saxophone until Void EP, right? 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's correct. What what made y'all want to get it? Was the saxophone player in the band, or did y'all just? No, so actually, uh, Ashton Ashton Roberts, our sax player, he was a later addition to the band. We met Ashton at a at a show. He was playing with a band, I think, in San Antonio. I think they were called Mr. Pidge. Yeah. And this must have been 2019. I think we were playing the same bill, and and maybe I saw him before or after our set. He was playing up there with Mr. Pidge, and I was like, "Damn, this guy shreds." We should probably have a chat with him after the show. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I had a chat with him. Um. We Cesar and I, our drummer, invited him out to my my jam spot for a jam, and um, we got together and just started jamming, kind of imp- like improv, random stuff, and we actually filmed it. On our YouTube channel, there's like a video of us jamming. It's it's the first time we uh, Ashton and Cesar and I ever jammed. From then on, uh, that year actually we went on tour and uh, we just invited Ashton out with us. And uh, the set has kind of morphed into a set with all the the songs that we typically play plus Ashton. And Ashton's just kind of, you know, he's like a, a classically trained jazz saxophonist, so he's really good at improvisation and doing his own thing. So we just have him blow over our songs. <laughs> yeah. Man. And uh, he, he actually uh, made an appearance on Void, as you mentioned, uh, on the song Space Shaman. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, in Decentralized Wasteland, he made another appearance. Yeah. Space Shaman, man. So I wrote this down so I didn't forget, but I was listening to y'all's discography and that song came on. Now, I've never done any hallucinogens. <laughs> but I picture that around the two minute mark, right? I picture yeah. that's what it sounds like when a trip goes bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because the um, saxophone is playing like real pretty music and I was just like, yeah, I'm getting into it, man. And then all of a sudden it just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's life, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, damn, it is. It was badass, dude. I enjoyed it though. Yeah. That that song does definitely has a psychedelic kind of vibe to it, and the name Space Shaman is actually named after Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We just had this kind of running inside joke that he was the band's like Space Shaman. So <laughs> nice. And then uh, what was it? Icicle Man. I yeah. Chose, I was like, this this could be a Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wrote that song. I was living in the Bay Area in California at the time. It was like 2016. Um, I was working this job that was really not stoked about and paying a lot of rent <laughs> out there and living in an apartment that was really cold. Yeah. And uh, I just I, I wrote that song. Well, I had written the, the, the opening riff to Ice School Man many years before, but I put it all together in a song in that apartment, and I was freezing. So I just called it Ice School Man. <laughs> That was cool. I think it's like the the, they're almost like bells at the end there, or there's something at the end there that that kind of reminds me of like a Christmassy theme. Yeah, yeah, pretty much that little the little melody at the end. Yeah, the little bell sounding stuff. Yeah, it's sick, man. I I dig it, dude. I'm learning all kinds of new granite hands lore just being here. (laughs) It's good. You're in the band, man. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's funny. Yeah, I guess yeah. we don't really talk about the origins of the song titles much. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they are pretty much just, I mean, they're easy to remember and, and not like, you know, back in the old days when you had 
ridiculous ass name songs. Full so, paragraphs, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. full paragraphs of <laughs> the song name. These are very easy to remember songs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so, I guess that's that's kind of the vibe. We try not to stick with super long song titles, but right on. Right. Are you guys uh, self-taught or do you go to school? Yeah, so I um I'm self-taught. Uh, there was a period in my first like five months of playing guitar where I did like I, I was self-taught for like the first five months or so, and then I paired up with instructor for about like a couple weeks, uh, okay. but then dropped off and just kept going. Yeah, I am also kind of a mix. Um, I first started off with like a year and a half of lessons, but I feel like I got a really good foundation um, from that teacher who mm -hmm. was like a very classical old school kind of guy. And um, and then, yeah, I was able to kind of do the rest by ear and um, just teach myself from there. Are you guys in the same like city? Like where are you guys located? No, actually, uh, we're in two different cities. So I live in Austin, Texas. Yep. I'm in Dallas. Nice. Yeah. And uh, Tyler's actually in Houston. Okay. I used to, yeah. I used to work out there a little bit. So uh, what's some of your favorite places to eat in Austin? Man, there's so many. Uh, there is. <laughs> I, I think uh, recently there's this like Korean joint called, uh, I believe it's called Soha. It's a Korean okay. barbecue joint. Nice. Me and my girlfriend definitely frequent that place a little bit too much. And there's uh, there's just a ton of like random, you know, delicious restaurants. Yeah. That, you know, yeah, for sure. Have you ever been to Granny's Tacos? Granny's Tacos? No. You should go. It's good stuff. There's a little coffee is it in shop. Like Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I don't, I have no clue where it is. I just know it's in Austin. Okay. <laughs> I'm really bad at like directions. <laughs> yeah, I've I mean, been there's, to, there's definitely a lot. I've been to San Antonio. They send me there for work sometimes, like like just for like classes and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I went, I never ate at the Hard Rock. I went to the Hard Rock on the boardwalk. It was okay. That was pretty much it though. I didn't really, I didn't really explore <laughs> too much, you know? I was there for yeah. like a week for work and I was just like, whatever. I think I, there was like this weird cafe that I ate at called like the Longhorn or some shit. The okay. Longhorn. Yeah. Nice. And I went to the Alamo, of course. Classic. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Yeah. You... Remember the Alamo. <laughs> yeah. Of course. I was going to say, did you forget? <laughs> no. <laughs> or you can uh, pull an Aussie and take a whiz on take it. Take a piss on it. Yeah. I should have done <laughs> oh, that. Oh, dude. But... I forgot yeah. he did yeah. that. What a legend yeah i'm not even mad about it that before or after he bit the bat's head off <laughs> <laughs> i think it was while it was yeah during he's pissing yeah, on during. Gotta do it during <laughs> yeah gotta do it during, do it during math. eye contact yeah yeah man we were we were supposed to get a korean and now that, I, now that you said korean barbecue i completely forgot like our luby's cafeteria closed down uh -huh. oh, and wow. we were supposed they were supposed to put a Korean barbecue joint in there in that place. Yep. And I've drove by there like a thousand times and I just never looked to see if they actually <laughs> Well, if they do, I'd be pretty impressed. So Augie yeah. lives in our old hometown. I live in yeah, East Texas. Uh, it's like yeah. a really small town. Yeah. Um Ooh, there's nothing town? there. Oh, it's, it's called Longview. Longview. Oh, okay. It's close to Shreveport, yeah. Yeah, that's usually oh, how okay. that story goes. We tell yeah. people and they go, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're literally like in the middle of nowhere, man. I'm yeah, two I've hours. Yeah, I'm like two hours from Dallas and like three hours from Houston. <laughs> yeah. Are you so close to like Marshall or Tyler? Yeah, yeah. Marshall's very yeah, very Marshall close to Marshall and Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. Like 30, okay. 40 minutes uh, yeah. to each one. 
Uh, so yeah, we're pretty much like from Louisiana almost. Might as yeah. well be. Tyler's yeah. like our closest big city. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah I've been up there. I've been <laughs> yeah. up there. Yeah, that'll be dope if you if y'all get that. Uh, just because there's nothing in Long Beach besides like Whataburger. And we got a fucking garden. Chewies, bro. I ate there the other day. All right, that's good. true. That's true. I got one Yo, of those. Chewies is actually fire. I fucking love dude, Chewies. I, I, I like it, dude. I like yeah. it. I'm not gonna lie. The green uh, sauce is so shit. fucking good. Really good. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of like what we like, what are some guilty pleasure like you know artists or, or music you guys listen to that you know may <laughs> not be expected? I don't really have any guilty pleasure music because uh, I, I mean, I like, if I like it, it's, I don't yeah, ever like feel guilty like. about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. um, that's a lot the of new people, standard. I guess, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I think if you, if you kind of were to guess what kind of music I like based on what I play, it may or may not be surprising. I don't really listen to any, like these days, I'm not really listening to music that sounds like what I play. I've been really into a lot of, uh, Brazilian samba and just random Spotify producers that play like lo-fi vaporwave music, which I guess okay. explains that song "Decentralized Wasteland." For sure, no, that song is so fucking sick, man. I'm telling you, that song is so it good. Is. It's like yeah. the chillest fucking song I've ever heard, bro. It makes me like. <laughs> I told my brother, I was like, bro, it makes me want to like hop in a Lincoln and just go cruise the countryside. <laughs> Very yes. specific, a Lincoln, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the vibes that's yeah what we're going for like specific artists i really like this is this is actually this may be a guilty pleasure this is apparently like a viral artist on tiktok i don't i don't really follow tiktok but apparently this is this is like a lit tiktok band uh they're called the right. raw band it's spelled oh uh, do you know that you're the tiktok r-a-h r-a-h no i've never yeah, I, I don't really get on tiktok a whole lot anymore the raw bands and the song is called messages from the stars. It's, okay. Uh, it's like a really funky kind of, yeah. Funky jam from like, I don't must've been like the eighties or seventies, maybe the night. I don't remember what era that's one band I've been listening to a lot in that kind of vein. Uh, the 70s, like this for, 77, almost eighties. There we go. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, wonder. no wonder. I was like, was that very cool? And homo. It's like a producer. P-O-M-O? P-O-M-O, yep. A, a song you can pick is uh, So Fine. That's a good song. Okay. Yeah. I can I can also vouch for Pomo. Um, it's kind of interesting how, uh, like, Granite Hands has been kind of evolving over time, especially in the more recent years, towards, like, a very much, like, groove-oriented, like, decentralized wasteland is a lot more groovy than yes. what people would call, like, math rock and stuff. So uh, it's, I think, from stuff like Pomo, because, I mean, I think we all kind of just resonate, I, at least me and Saroosh definitely, like, Saroosh found that artist, and then when I heard it, I'm like, this is cool. Like, it's it's just exciting in a different way. And uh, yeah, I'm also super into Brazilian stuff, but you asked about a guilty pleasure. I feel like when you're like a prog musician, you kind of like develop this antithesis of like the stuff you're supposed to be against, you know, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> and, and I think pop is often gone in there and I'm very much allergic to like a lot of it. But whenever I hear like a Dua Lipa song, I'm like, I'm jamming with it. Hell yeah, yeah dude. Like, Dua Lipa is so good. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of my guilty pleasure. And like some of the 
R&B stuff, which is less of a guilty pleasure, like the the song that Anderson packed with Bruno Mars. Yeah. Uh, Leave the door open. And, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that. But yeah, definitely that would be my guilty pleasure. Yeah. Give us a Dua Lipa song, man. I'll put uh, Leave the Door Open on here. Nice. Yeah. What you got for Dua Lipa, man? What's your favorite Dua Lipa song? <laughs> uh dude i don't even remember the names uh there's there's like the two that are playing on the radio right levitating now. that's that's got the what's his name to baby in it yeah that one's good um and then there's the one with elton john on cold it. cold heart yeah i think i don't know out of those two i'll go with the levitating then you go with levitating yeah that's funny that you're putting it on there <laughs> oh yeah we put whatever on there man <laughs> totally cool with with all of it oh man i i muted my mic and then i unmuted it coughed into it and muted it back my bad (laughs) (laughs) a hundred percent execution right there nailed it nailed it bro (laughs) no man i really enjoy the way like so it's been moving this way for a really long time and i think i don't know the the earliest one that sticks out in my mind the earliest concert that sticks out in my mind was uh, I think it was, let me, let me get an exact date. Cause I don't want to fuck this up. Cause you know, I don't have everybody on my ass, you know? Um, but it was, yeah. Okay. So it was 2018 fallout boy, machine gun Kelly. And every time I die, that was a fucking tour. Like oh. they toured all over the United States, those three fucking bands. And it's like, I really enjoy, like, it, it seems like more and more bands are doing that mixing genres to where you'll have like pop and you know rock and and like all this random shit at a show you're not just seeing one style of band when you go you're seeing different shit and i I really enjoy that's the way it's headed yeah it's it's hard to do it on like every level because i mean just based on one experience i had i tried i'm also a huge fan of like switching it up yeah and i i put together a bill of like bands to play with my band and we're kind of in the proggy sphere and it was like a solo acoustic singer songwriter and then like a math rock noise rock duo and then there was like a psychedelic kind of 70s ish band all on one gig and i was like excited for it but i feel like after each one the people would just like either leave or they wouldn't like be able to tune in to what was going on and, and yeah. therefore like not appreciate it. So I feel like it, it might not work at every level. That's just that one experience. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm sure I, I know nothing about like putting together shows or any of that nature. So I'm sure it's a hard thing to like execute and, and get, but I mean, I just, I don't know, man. Cause I, I l- listen to everything. I don't listen to just one genre. I like shit. Dua Lipa is sick, you know? <laughs> like yeah. i mean too i don't have like like i feel like the the whole guilty pleasure thing is kind of going away as well because people are just like listening to whatever man i mean yeah it's fucking crazy dude like i, I think especially do you produce your y'all's own music do y'all mix it and stuff like that so for void we actually this was the first ep where we actually uh worked with a mixing engineer and a mastering engineer and uh we worked with a recording engineer as well for the drums mm-hmm. um but yeah typically uh we do all that ourselves but for void we worked with uh mario ramirez over at sonic ranch he recorded the the drums yeah uh, cesar's drum parts and we worked with scott evans for mixing 
and Scott, Brad that Fulbr- name sounds really familiar Scott Evans yeah he, he worked um he worked on town portals album okay or actually their, their latest album um and I believe he worked on the new covet album as well okay Girl. okay um but yeah he he has this his own band called Calvin Walt City that's uh super 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 dope uh and I, I don't know just the way he makes his records i was just a huge fan of the way he makes his records and how his records yeah. sound so we paired up with him um yeah i mean decentralized wasteland for example and don't do it and all the other demos that that, that was just uh i i had produced and mixed all that the reason i was bringing that up is because when i was talking to, to ben he does a lot of producing you know mixing and stuff on his own and uh his playlist that pomo artist that y'all put on here he actually he put a couple of like he said he's been listening to a lot of stuff and it was similar to that and it was for the production so he was trying to listen to the production oh yeah and like kyle um charlie xcx cashmere cat uh wave racer and lido lido those are all like mm. producers and shit like that. And they're very similar to, cause I just jammed that little Pomo, like a quick clip of it. Very, yeah. very uh, similar. To, yeah. To that. Uh, that producer sound has always been uh, those, those kinds of uh, producers that were coming out on playlists. I think it was around early 2010s, like majestic casual. I don't know if you recall that or so far or uh, the sounds you need. That's what's called. Yeah. There used to be these like playlists on YouTube where a bunch of producers would showcase their music and it was that kind of music. And uh, it's, it's just super, super satisfying to listen to and just like cruise around in your car too, or maybe fly yeah. on a plane, just, like jam out. Yeah. It's very catchy shit too. Like it's, it's, it's solid. I enjoyed it. Um, enjoyed the hell out of that playlist. And there was uh, another band on there that is fucking sick, dude. They're called Tennyson, T-E-N-N-Y-S-O-N. Oh, yeah. Oh my yeah. god, dude, that shit is sick. I listen yeah, to that song like really a thousand good. times, man. <laughs> yeah, Tennyson's a really good producer slash musician. He's a killer, yeah. guitar, uh, kill, killer piano player. Oh yeah, yeah. I've only heard uh, that one song. I think it was called uh, Pegasus Exe. It's a really good song. A big fan of Tennyson's work for sure. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure all that stuff helps when it comes to that. Is that like the direction you are going? Are you gonna kind of y'all gonna start? sending it out to get it mixed and stuff or are you going to continue doing it yourself i think um i'm not opposed to getting it sent out for mixing i mean that's definitely uh something that i i feel like i want to do for sure yeah um i think the biggest challenge is just writing music (laughs) it just takes forever for us yeah i was gonna ask like that you know as you finish that you know, what's y'all's process like that as songs start and things like that? Because it's, I feel like it can be especially, I don't want to use the word difficult, but it's a little different than, the, you know, it, when you're just an instrumental band. Yeah. Yeah, it's for sure difficult. I would, that's the, that's a good word to use in, in our case. I think the process, it's really random. There'll right. just be times where I'll be laying in bed. Um, it's just the randomest, most, inappropriate time to be thinking about a riff and i'll just mm-hmm. have a, a like a riff just pop up and i'll have to stop what i'm doing get out of bed or get out of the shower or whatever i'm doing and just like jot down the midi melody or the chords whatever i thought of 
just jot it down on, on Ableton as quick as possible before it disappears forever. Cause that's yeah. what will happen is like a lot of times if I don't just immediately jump to my feet and try to get sure. it recorded somewhere, it'll just disappear into the ether never to be seen again. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, and to be honest with you, a lot of the songs, like that's how they were written. It, like the songs were never written all at once. Mm-hmm. It was always like a, a riff that, I, that popped up into my head or that I accidentally discovered just messing around in Ableton on the piano roll. And then I'll just spend hours and hours and hours developing it into uh, a song by either trying to think of other times where I thought of these random riffs, put, you know, finding ways to piece them together, weave them together. But it's a super slow pl- uh, process for me. Um, sure. I'm not, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't have any ability to like read or write music formally using notation or anything like that. So it's a very inefficient way. I'm, I'm sure if you grab like a, a trained musician who learned, you know, classically mm-hmm. and they kind of observed over my shoulder about my process, they'd probably be horrified. <laughs> well, that's, that's all right. I mean, it seems to be working for you anyways. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and then there's like finding that balance, right? When we've talked to some other bands that are uh, instrumental, like that balance of doing enough, but like that, that fine line between doing enough and like, not too much and not too little because you can kind of get overboard right yeah for sure it's easy to get carried away and Mm -hmm. especially when you're spending hours hours, i mean on void there's times where i spent like 14 hours on one song damn yeah like in a row recording one section of the song over and over and over and over and over again and uh your ears just get fatigued and uh sometimes you kind of you lose your reference point of mm-hmm. where you are. And um, yeah, if you're not careful, you can definitely overdo things and maybe layer too many textures and go crazy. Yeah. So yeah. you're, you're the, the main ideas I assume come from you and then you kind of ship them out to everybody else when you're, or. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's typically how it's been going. Um, but recently, I mean, I've been really trying to branch away from that because uh, Tyler, Cesar, Obed, Ashton, Lane. I mean, they're all killer musicians. And yeah. I think going forward, it's going to be, uh, I think the next EP or album that we do, it's going to be like, everyone's going to come up with a song or a riff and we're going to build off of it. Yeah. That's, that's going to be the awesome. direction. Yeah. yeah sure that's the direction I want to go. The pressure and, and whatever, you know, off of trying to, get the riff down everything like that it'll take ease a lot of your stress yeah but but for example um on void there was actually a lot of like i i wrote all of void initially with midi drums mm-hmm. like, and just just to get the idea down and then uh when i went into the uh, studio with cesar cesar actually took a lot of those drums and just totally redid them and then the songs took different directions yeah so that was really cool and the same thing actually happened with uh, Decentralized Wasteland. Tyler and Ashton definitely steered the direction of that song as well. Yeah. It makes you like, it definitely makes me appreciate, you know, all of these um, wonderful artists I listen to, especially in that frog uh, metal sort of um, area, just because there are so many just transitions and subtleties that, you know, you have to have a certain sort of stamina to listen to and, and enjoy it really. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I will say I give props to all like instrumental bands out there that, you know, because when you have a vocalist, like a full-time vocalist, you just kind of throw some of the the crowd to him, you know, like, like people are more focused on that and occasionally the music. But when you're an all instrumental band, all the focus is on y'all all the time, you know? So <laughs> yeah. having to write shit that people will want to listen to and like, is catchy and like y'all have a lot of pressure on y'all as far as it goes for that you know like yeah yes and no you know like for me i i um i i write this music because it's it's kind of like in a way it allows me to kind of test my capabilities like the, the, yeah. the horizon of my capabilities as a guitar yeah. player and as a musician like you know composer yeah because that constraint's then, not there of vocals yeah yeah exactly so so allows me to really try to go as crazy as I possibly can while still mm -hmm. trying to make music that's interesting to listen to. And then the pressure, I guess, really comes like, like you mentioned, when you play live and, and you have to execute what you wrote, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. really, really difficult. Yeah. So I know on Void, there's, I think, two songs with vocals on it. Uh, yes. Smoke uh, screens and uh, I think, was it It Learned? Is that the one? Yep, yeah. that's correct. Yeah. What, what what was the deciding factor on putting vocals on those songs? Honestly, it was just a random impulsive decision. It was something uh, up until that point we had never tried. And Void in general was the EP where we really experimented with a lot of different things, like a lot of different instruments, anything from traditional Iranian folk instruments to synths to like actually using recorded drums as opposed to like program drums like we did on don't do it yeah um and it was just like one of those things where it was just a challenge you know we had never done it before we'd never even attempted it before and, and none of us consider our i mean actually tyler is actually a vocalist in his band yeah um but i i certainly never considered myself a vocalist at all and who did really the vocals tried. for those songs so smoke screens was me and Cesar. Uh, Cesar was like the lower register, and I did the upper register. And then it learned uh, was was me. Okay, not bad, man. Not bad for not being a vocalist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was kind of like a risky thing. It's like you you try it and it either works or it doesn't. So yeah, but it was fun. It was like a challenge, and I had a good time recording those songs. Yeah. It also helped uh, give those songs like their themes, you know, like it learned is about the whole rogue uh, super intelligence. Yeah. You, know, you can do the whole narrative when you add in the, the lyrics and the vocals. Yeah. And smoke screens has some hidden meanings in it as well. Yeah. I like the, um, it's like, it's almost like a, like a, like a hip hop vibe in smoke screens. I really dig that. <laughs> yeah. That was, um, another kind of random addition we're actually pretty soon we're going to record uh we're going to release like all the demos for void that we have recorded over the years like some of the recordings started in like 2016 damn leading up to void and you'll and there's multiple different versions of each song on void where you can hear how the song changed um and the the hip-hoppy swingy part of it learned wasn't there initially it was, it was like a later edition yeah, see, that's always very interesting to me because I, I I always hear a lot of bands talk about how like they wrote the, or they started the song like years ago, right? And then 
like I, I'm very interested in in seeing that. That'd be really cool to listen to, seeing how it changed throughout the years. Yeah, uh, it, it's definitely all demo quality, so nothing like there's nothing polished on there for sure. Yeah. but it's uh, I, I think it'll be fun to just put out there. I think it might be interesting for people who listen to us. Yeah, did I, did I see somewhere that y'all have another single coming out soon, or is that no? Um, the the only announcement we made as far as like new material is is that uh, releasing those old demos, um, of Void and some unreleased music that we kind of discarded over the years that we just never put on anything or, or just never felt like we were going to release. That's all going to come on one release. Yeah, I I don't think we've named it yet. <laughs> we're still kind of thinking through it. Yeah. So what are your, some of your favorite like current bands in the scene? Maybe like, I don't know. It could be, y'all said Brazilian and stuff like that. I know we got Pomo, Bruno Mars and the raw band, but the raw bands from the seventies. So then they just popular because of TikTok, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. That shit's crazy though, man. Cause there'd be like a song (laughs) that like a, like a 50 year old song trending and then I'm fucking go to number one on the billboards. And you're like, what the hell? Yeah. 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 That's, that's our song. that's our only chance as Granite Hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like forty years from now, some future social media platform will Man, more album. <laughs> it's possible, bro. You look at like a the the Midwest emo band American football, man. Like there's no, oh, nobody yeah. no like that shit was a meme and then it they they're fucking popular as hell now. They didn't yeah, release an album for like 20 fucking years and then they came back just to release an album because a fucking meme blew up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't re- I didn't realize they came back and like released an album. That's cool. American football? Yeah, dude. Wow. It was like, because uh, they released that first one in like the 90s, right? Like 99 or 98. Yeah. And then now they're OG. Yeah. The, yeah, 1999. And then they released another album in, in a... Well, I guess they released one in 2016. It looks like they did like a re-release in 2014. So yeah, 2016 and 2019, they they fucking nuts, man. Which I'm probably going to have a bunch of fucking haters on here. Like, they never left, but no, no, they did leave, motherfuckers. Because I'm looking at the shit, 1999, they they released like a deluxe edition in 2014. So yeah, fuck y'all, they left, all right? Yeah, that's crazy though, man. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, as far as like current music, maybe Tyler, I'll let you take away this one, and then I'll chime in. Okay. Um. So, I'll go very specific with like kind of the stuff that's in the proggy vein that you mentioned. Uh, there's a couple of new albums that came out this year of some of what I think are the best bands in that in that sphere. Um, there's a song called Tumble Boy by Palm. Palm is a really sick band that are just like so unique. And when I hear them, they just sound so fresh. And then there's also a band called uh, Mama Larky. And uh, they have a really cool song that's okay. like this really wonky uh, off time thing. It's called uh, Schism Trek. Okay. It's a bunch of interesting words. Schism Trek by Mama Larky. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so those are the ones in the, like, relevant genres. And then I, I listen to a bunch of, uh, like, Brazilian stuff, mostly uh, the artist Lo Borges. 
and uh and there's another guy that he's associated with who's like a legend in that scene uh called milton nascimento yeah he's um, I'm also really into uh, this uh, guitar music from the Congo. They have a really cool, like super energetic style of guitar playing that to me sounds like proggy almost, but to them it's like their version of pop music. And uh, I took a lesson from a, a guy that grew up in the Congo. And so I've been kind of diving in to those areas too so yeah for me it's like the brazilian stuff and then the congolese stuff and then a bunch of psychedelic stuff as well well let's get a let's get a lee borges song on here man or low low was it low borges yeah low borges yeah let's go with uh oh tramazul and then you're gonna probably have to spell his last name for me but melton yeah, I don't even know if I said that right. Let me. Is yeah, it... Milton Nascimento. Okay, yeah, I found him. He's he comes up. All right, and cool. And then his song, uh, if you go on his Spotify, it's like number two. It's Tudo, Tudo. Okay, yeah, we'll okay, say. okay. Oh, dear, uh, there. Yeah, me. Sarush always <laughs> uh, points out how like millions of Brazilian songs have the word "você" in them. I'm pretty sure it just means think. But anyway, yeah, dessert. No, great no songs. idea. Yeah, great songs that they're they have like a jazz vocabulary, but their music's obviously like unique to Brazil. And I just really like the chords and the melodies and just the groove of everything. I feel like it's just a it's a very ideal form of music. Yeah, as a musician. Yeah. For sure, yeah, I can awesome. vouch for that song. That's that's a song I've been playing a lot by Milton Nascimento. Totally. So Rush mentioned you're a, you're a vocalist in another band. Mm-hmm. What was the band name? It's called Sunrise and Ammunition. We we're just jamming, uh, like right before we hopped on this podcast. Oh shit, yeah. that's cool, man. <laughs> yeah. So Sunrise is actually Tyler's main band. I, I um like before Granite Hands was a band, I was actually a merch guy for Sunrise on oh, one of the first tours. Like back in 2010, I was still in high school. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so Su- Tyler's band, Sunrise, they're kind of OGs in Houston. They've just been playing forever and have played with some really cool bands. Like, uh, I think, Tyler, you you played with Omar from Mars Volta, right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, we, shit, that must have been. We, that uh, must we have opened been, up for Omar. Yeah, that must have been freaking mind-blowing. But yeah, I mean, Tyler's band Sunrise is, is a super epic band. Um, that's awesome, man. And yeah, that's actually it's funny. I met our drummer on that tour where Tyler invited me out to be the merch guy. I met him because <laughs> his band was playing in Laredo, my drummer's band. Yeah. And uh, that's where I met my drummer. And that's where Tyler met our, my drummer's, well, I think, right? Is that Did you meet Cesar yeah. on that tour? Yeah, that was when I met him too. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we're we're all old friends and we, we got a bunch of uh crazy memories. That's bad, yeah. dude. Uh so Rushi, you got some some favorite current link. Oh right, right. Yeah. So um I'm gonna add another Brazilian artist. Okay. Um his name is Joao Bosco. And the song that I want to throw on there that I recommend is called A Nevil Day. That one's a really good one. Um, I'm a really huge fan of the guitar work and the vocals and rhythm and all that stuff. 
Yeah. As far as other ones. Throw a Hiatus Coyote song in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hiatus Coyote just came out with their album last year, I believe. Mood Valiant. Good song. I think it's called Words We Don't Say, maybe? Yeah. That's I, don't remember. I know that's what she says in the song. I don't know if that's a song title. That, that is a song, yeah. From Mood Valiant. That's a really good one. Yeah. I got another song that you guys may be interested in throwing on. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's called um, Blue Charms by Potato Head People. <laughs> That's a really epic band, Potato Head People. Sounds like third graders came up with a name for the band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are the best band names, man. Yeah. I think we're getting close to the end here. I did tell, so my buddy Josh, the one who showed me his music, he he asked if if y'all would ever collab with him, but y'all haven't heard of his band. So, <laughs> <laughs> what's his what's his band name again? Uh, Properties of Nature. He's the vocalist, and uh, he was like, "Dude, I fucking love their music." And I was like, "Yeah, it's sick." Nice. He was like, "Ask if they'll collab with me." <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard no, right? No, yeah. just kidding. Just kidding. No, I mean he's got a really yeah. pretty voice. He's a, he's a sick dude, man. He's super. Oh, he's cool. a vocalist. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's a sick dude. He takes a lot of inspiration from. Uh, have you heard of Dwellings? Mm-mm. No, okay. name sounds it's, familiar. Uh, Isaac Wilson. They have a song called Lemonade. Mm, fucking, no, yeah, he takes a lot of inspiration from that, and he's he's fucking sick, man. He's cool. Nice, dude. You know, Check I just out. yeah, send us the links, man. Uh, I just had a thought of like another band in the early days that was like huge for both Sarush and I was the Mars Volta, man. Yeah, yeah, we can't skip the Mars Volta. Yeah, so I feel like we should throw them on there. We got to honor. We got yeah, honor. man, absolutely. Which song? Hmm. Oh, come on! Don't do that to me, man. <laughs> Which song? All of them. Yeah, like maybe Intertiatic. Intertiatic ESP or Cicatrices? Cicatrices. 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 That one. That one. Let's do that. Hell yeah, dude! They're. Good. I haven't listened to their new album yet, man. Yeah, me neither. I heard, uh, I don't know, I heard a lot of stuff about it. I heard negatives and positives, but. Yeah, I listened to it. Uh, I liked some of the songs for sure. And then other ones I didn't like dislike, but I didn't really, you know what I mean? I just yeah. didn't really have a strong reaction to some of them. But there, there was at least one or two songs that I really appreciated on that album. Yeah. What's crazy about that band, like they just went on tour recently and they sounded incredible. Like their sets sounded so clean. Like they played a bunch of DeLau stuff on tour. I didn't see them, but I, I saw videos and just like they were super good. Yeah. And they're, uh, you know, they still got it for all these years. Damn, yeah. Man. yeah. They're, they're like fucking insane, man. Like I, I didn't really get in them till later either. And, like just listening to to I think it was yeah the Deloust and Francis the Mute those two albums fucking yeah sick man <laughs> legendary albums yes absolutely legendary man yeah Deloust I think will go down in history as like one of the most influential albums especially to this kind of world of music that yeah kind of dabbling in for sure Omar was in at the drive-in and that that is like still one of the greatest punk bands of all time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Huge. That's yeah. another band that I feel like should probably be on that playlist too. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. And their, 
They're also from Texas, so I feel like yeah. there's that extra pride, like knowing yeah. that we are like part of a, a lineage. Hell yeah. Yeah. What song, man? From At the Drive In? Yeah. Um, I really liked Rolodex Propaganda. Yeah, they're great, man. El Paso, Texas. Yeah, rip it, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> Getting kind of close to wrapping up, man. So we'll throw Decentralized Wasteland on, on here. Uh, we'll throw that one at the top. And then is there another one you want to throw in here? Uh, another Grand Handsome one? Yeah. I don't know. Dude, what do you think, Tyler? Space Shaman. Space, Space Shaman? Yeah, because I feel like that kind of covers covers uh, a lot of ground of like what granite hands can do you know between yeah. those two yeah 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 those are sick man both those were probably my, my two favorites i mean I, I loved all your music but those two especially the bad trip at the two minute mark <laughs> <It's been shopping>. <laughs> <laughs> uh adam you want to do the wrap, wrapping up stuff sure uh, thanks again, guys, for joining us. Um, I guess we always like to give the artists some time to just shout out their socials, any music they got coming up, shows, things like that. Um, any homies you got, shout them out. This is your time. Yeah, thanks for having us on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for showing our band to 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 your audience. As far as social media goes, uh, so you can find us on Instagram, just uh, at granite underscore hands. Instagram is really the only social media platform that we're kind of active on. You can find us on Spotify at Granite Space Hands, um, also on Bandcamp. Uh, the Bandcamp link is granitejams.bandcamp.com. As far as new releases, nothing new coming up in the sense that, like, in the sense that we're making like new music, but we are planning on releasing Granite Hands demos, like old school stuff that I kind of had mentioned earlier. Yeah, big shout out to all our listeners and yeah hand it over to tyler yeah i also wanted to say thanks to both of y'all for hosting us and uh chatting about tunes and all that good stuff yeah like what sarush said check out the granite hand stuff uh keep an eye out for anything coming in the future i have my band as well uh sunrise and ammunition we put out our ep uh in april last year and uh, I also am going on a tour of the U.S. Um, with a band called Vinyl Williams in February. So nice. uh, if anyone wants to check that out, that's also cool stuff. And yeah, I think that's it for me, man. You want to throw a Sunrise and Ammunition song on here? Sure. Let's do uh, Movers. Well, I appreciate y'all, man. And uh, thank y'all again, dude. And and fucking i'm gonna keep jamming y'all's music dude and everybody else should too <laughs> it's, yep. it's good sweet so. yeah, thank you so much yeah this is this is a lot of fun yeah man y'all have a good Absolutely. night thank y'all you too man all right